Welcome everyone. You have arrived at the Awakened Mother Show. I am Reverend Wendy Silvers, and this is such a joy and a delight to meet with you. And each show we bring to you professionals, boots on the ground, moms, dads, enlightened activists, spiritual teachers, professionals who are all in service to the empowerment, the enlightenment, and the upliftment of women, mothers, and families. And today, in particular, this is such a really juicy topic. We are going to talk about your mouth, right? So in spiritual teachings, they say that your, your life is in your mouth. Well, these two women are going to be here and share with you why that is exactly so, because whole body health starts in your mouth. And there is, with these guests, Anita Vasquez-Tebow and Dr. Blanche Gruby are going to be here to share with you all that they can about dental health and how it is part of the whole system of your body. So I invite you to sit back and get your journals out, get your water and just absorb everything that is going to be shared here today. I'll tell you just a little bit about them and then they will speak for themselves. So Anita Vasquez-Tebow. So for over two decades, Anita Vasquez-Tebow diligently continues her international advocacy and activism, which includes her published works and speaking engagements dedicated to the global ban on toxic mercury. Of Puerto Rican heritage, Anita is deeply immersed in ensuring all Latin American countries are also included in her educational process. She has parlayed her passion for social justice into changing toxic substance laws. Ms. Vasquez Thibault has dedicated her life as a writer, researcher, spokesperson, panelist, advisor, policy activist, grassroots organizer, and wellness conference coordinator. She has incredible credits, and she joined forces with Dr. Blanche Gruby, and they presented their scientific posters at the International Conference on Mercury as a Global Pollutant in Rhode Island and Krakow, Poland. And they have a recently published book called Chew on This, But Don't Swallow. And Dr. Blanche Gruby began practicing dentistry over 40 years ago. For the first 10 years of her career, she was practicing conventional dentistry. A chance encounter with a patient of hers led to a meeting with Dr. Hal Huggins, who authored the groundbreaking book, It's All in Your Head. Dr. Huggins became her mentor. And it was at this time she began to be totally immersed in biological dentistry. And we're going to dive into what exactly does that mean? And what does it mean when dentists say that they are biological dentists? She discovered early in her work with Dr. Huggins that if she followed his very specific protocol when treating her patients, their health would improve. Dr. Huggins not only mentored Dr. Blanche, but together they developed the Huggins Gruby Protocol, whose foundation is based on a full dental revisions. A full dental revision is accomplished by restoring the mouth as holistically as possible, utilizing state-of-the-art technology, DNA testing, and most importantly, biocompatibility testing. Prior to his death, Dr. Huggins passed the torch to Dr. Blanche. And she's she's got so many peer-reviewed articles and scientific papers. And she is a noted national and international lecturer and educator. So I am really thrilled to bring both of these women to the stage so that you have an opportunity to receive all of this information. So I'm bringing Anita on first and now Dr. Ruby, so we are all here together in this very sacred space to discuss how your life is in your mouth. Can you please, you know, begin? I mean, it's such an incredible topic. Thank you for the, your work. You're very welcome. Well, thank thank you. you for having us on, a, on yes. a, a day like today. It's just, it's just very, very rewarding for both Anita and I. Anytime we can speak to the public. I mean, that awesome. really is our passion. I mean, awesome. I, if I could swing it, I would probably be doing five lectures a week just to, to lay people because the dentists don't necessarily 
agree with us and they don't want to hear what we have to say because it changes them financially. You know what they say, always, you know, whenever, whenever you want to make a change, but it's going to affect what's in a person's pocket, it's going to be a rough change. You know, it really reminds me of that phrase that I became all too familiar with about eight and a half years ago called follow the money. That's right. That's it's right. Just, and we say that all the time when we talk about mercury and why we ask the question, why are we still putting mercury silver fillings in people's mouths in the year 2023? Why are we still doing this? Well, follow the money. When you follow the money, you find out that the American Dental Association was founded on the use of mercury amalgam fillings way back in the late 1800s. Wow. They, the, the dentists who were medical doctors who specialized in dentistry were very much against the use of mercury. And they wanted everybody to sign a, a paper promising that they would never poison somebody with mercury. Unfortunately, there were a lot of dentists who were not medical doctors. They were barbers. They were barbers. They were, you know, whatever it was, they, they, they were mechanics. They, they, they went from town to town with a bowl and the bowl would go to the back of the neck if they were going to cut your hair. And then they would ask you if you needed any teeth to come out. They would swing the bowl around to the front and take out teeth. Well, when they discovered silver mercury fillings, it was very, very easy for somebody who was a barber to shove this mercury amalgam filling into somebody's mouth. It was very inexpensive too. So there were enough of them to say no to the medical doctors. They know we are going to continue using silver mercury fillings. We're going to continue doing this because it's easy. It's cheap. Our patients love it. Of course, they called them just silver fillings. That's why they loved it. They didn't know it was mercury. Um, and so they decided to form their own organization. And they named the organization the American Dental Organization. American mm -hmm. Dental Association has always been based on the use of mercury amalgam fillings. And so as years went on, and you had now these two different groups, one were medical doctors and were concerned about the health of patients, and the other were just a bunch of charlatans who really just wanted to make some money. You had these two groups fighting each other, and they're still fighting each other to this day, except that things have kind of done a flip-flop. The dentists who used to use mercury back then were called the quacks because mm -hmm. it's quacksilver. And now today, the dentists who don't want to use mercury, the holistic dentists, the biological dentists, we are now called the quacks because right. we don't want to use it. And it's a derogatory term. It's meaning that we're, we're a little on the crazy side. Right. So it's just very interesting that the organization has started in the beginning. The American Dental Association started supporting mercury amalgam fillings. And then later on in the years when they discovered that if you took some mercury and put it in a cup and put it in a pan and put that pan into a river, any gold pieces that are floating around in that river will get attracted to the mercury. And so you have these artisanal gold mining companies all over the world using poor, poor natives to mine for gold. And where are they getting the mercury to mine for the gold? They're getting it from the dental sector. 50% of the amalgam that is produced in the world goes to undercover gold mining operations. Still today? Still today. So follow the money. You're absolutely right, Wendy, when you say that. Follow the money. That's where the money is. And that's why the American Dental Association does not want to ban amalgam. Because really? they're making a ton of money on this. Not in dental offices. They're making a ton of money in the Amazon River, in, in Brazil. They're making, in South America, they're making a ton of money. Wherever you find a vein of gold on this planet, there will be a vein of mercury. Um, I, I think that's kind of amusing. It's it's almost as if it's almost as if it's a, a humorous joke by God. I'm I'm not sure, but if you're if you're greedy enough to go digging for the gold, you will come in contact with the mercury, and the mercury will kill you. Mm, so I'm taking notes. As I, it's so funny. I told everybody who's who's listening and will be watching this to like take notes, and I'm like taking notes because yes. <laughs> it, you know, it, it's just so it's so shocking to me. 
to really well, learn about another point that I, I'm going to add to what Blanche has just said. Please, go right ahead. Um, we have a global treaty. It's called the Minamata Convention on Mercury Treaty. And it was adopted and ratified by the United States, which is one of, you know, we don't ratify treaties. And we were the first ratification um, country on the treaty. Mm-hmm. And it was concluded in 2013 and it went into force in 2017. Mercury dental amalgam is the only product that goes into the human body that is in the treaty. Vaccines, unfortunately, did not get into the treaty because they said um, thimerosal use in vaccines cannot be sold in in, um, single dose vials because developing countries don't have the facilities to store it. So this corruption is, is so much greater than what anybody could imagine. So imagine vaccines did not make it in the treaty Dental mercury barely got in, and it is the only product in the treaty that is on a phase down, not a phase out, not a ban. Meanwhile, blood pressure cuffs, thermometers, um, light bulbs, uh, batteries, all of these products have been banned. Um, uh, Mercury containing uh, cosmetics. Mm -hmm. Yet the stuff that goes inside your body, the only product, which is in in the global sense of things, it's the fifth largest use in the world, mercury dental amalgam, and it is not banned. And while the, the treaty is now in force, and they made an amendment in um, what it was last March, that now anybody under the age of 15 should not have it. And mind you, we ratified this treaty. I would like to know how many kids in this country are still receiving mercury dental amalgam in their heads. Plenty. Women, and, women of childbearing age and pregnant women. So, you know, while we ratified the treaty, we're not enforcing it. So this is a huge deal. Right, so getting back to Anita and I talking to lay people, because nobody's enforcing it, it's our responsibility to get out to everybody and say, please, 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 no matter what the dentist tells you, that your child has to have a mercury filling, a silver filling, because they squirm around in the chair too much and they don't, they can't keep the mouth dry and it's too big of a cavity. Oh, I've heard it all. And they well, say, you know, I want to say, reasons I, they have to put an amalgam filling. No, just say no. Yes. Well, it's just interesting too, because where I live, I know for me, my, my child never had a mercury filling. Good. And that when I went to the dentist, I actually went armed to the dentist with a composite that the PD, the pedia dentist was willing to use. And it was made from a biological uh, compound um, from an organization in, uh, or a manufacturer in Connecticut. And I said to her, this is what I want to be used on my daughter. I do not want. And, and she was like, okay. And I don't, and she's like, you're so oh. informed. And because I was just like, oh. I, I'm not putting talks. I mean, I'm not putting toxins um, in my body or my child's body. Like I'm just not doing that. So it's always the thing that I, I have heard so many people talk about that I would love for you to speak to. Uh, I was talking to Anita before we went online, but a couple of things. There are dentists that maintain that there's no difference between a biological dentist, holistic dentist, and a regular dentist. Can you no, please Blanche, tell them? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun, man. You need a couple hours, Wendy. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and we can always do a follow-up to this. That's right. We could. My guests, when we have like these really rich and juicy conversations, right. but I want to give it to people so that they can digest it right. and then apply it. Wow. So let's let's start with the definition of a biological or holistic dentist. Okay. Biological or holistic dentist is one who's concerned about the materials they're putting in your mouth and how it affects the whole body. A conventional dentist does not have any of those concerns. Mm -hmm. They do what they're told. Mm -hmm. They do what the salesperson tells them is the best material that week. You know, everything has fluoride in it. Yes. Uh, Composites are loaded with aluminum. They just do what they're told. They, they, I know so few conventional dentists that can honestly say to me that since they got out of dental school, they haven't read a single research article. Uh, not, a, not a one. 
So now why do some dentists, because I've seen this actually, mm -hmm. some dentists put in their marketing that they're holistic or biological. How do because you know? it makes money. It right? makes money, How do you know if they are or not? It's a niche. You know, how many times do you go to the grocery store and you see a product that says all natural? That, does, that doesn't mean it's good for you. All naturally loaded with glyphosate and GMO <laughs> particles. Yeah. All yeah. that, you know, marijuana is natural. That doesn't mean it's good for you. <laughs> you know, no. really. One of the things that, um, huh. to speak to this, it's kind of like everything else. The more informed the consumer is, right. the more they will squeeze, you know, the industries that, that are, are actually supposed to be the untouchables, the most knowledgeable and so on. It's like when you go to see an attorney and they mm -hmm. speak this language, that, that no one understands because it's by design. It's like when I, my first trip to the United Nations, they had so many acronyms, they had a book on acronyms. And I'm like, what are they talking about? Really? Because they don't want you to know. The idea is that the dumber you are, the more they can take advantage of the situation and you just follow along because the guy in the white coat said, this is what you need to do. Right. That's, and so, you know what? I have to tell you, I was just speaking about this with another guest. So when I became pregnant with my daughter, I was an older mom and I had done a lot of research and I walked in and I had the meeting with the, the, uh, the OBGYN and it was a young woman. And I started asking her questions and Ooh. she was like, she's like, oh, oh, wow. You, oh, wow. You, you've done a lot of research. You've done research, huh? I'm like, yeah. And I, yeah. She didn't say, my, and I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> she did not. She did not. And then, so then she said to me um, this question. I said, so we know what's the, what's your plan with pregnancy, with the labor? Like, what do you do? And she's yeah. like, well, you know, if you don't move to active labor within two hours, we'll, we'll move to a C-section. And I looked at her and I went, excuse me? Can you say that again? Because I'm going to make sure that I understood. Like I wasn't at all like right. combative. I really wanted to make sure that I had, I had heard that. Heard and she right. repeated it. And she's like, yeah, well, if you if you don't move to active labor within two hours, we'll move to a C-section. And I, I walked out of there and I called my husband. For some reason, he wasn't with me, which he went to every appointment with me. Right. And I was sobbing. One of the few times like during my pregnancy that I like was dissolved. I'm like, I'm not having the baby at this. I'm not doing this. No. But it was exactly that. Like it was such, she almost felt affronted. Right. Right. That I was, right. That I was my body, my baby. I, I'm not supposed to ask you. I'm not supposed no. to ask you these questions. No, right. you're not supposed to ask anybody. And, and most women, unfortunately, when they get pregnant, they go to the obstetrician and they put them on these supplements that have nothing natural about them. They're all synthetic supplements. And they, while they should be taking supplements, they should be taking good organic supplements that come from plants. Um, and they don't get that. So right off the bat, the child is 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 put in danger. And then as soon as the baby's born, most pediatricians want to start giving the kid fluoride tablets and fluoride drops. And I'm not, you know, what are you setting the, the kid up for cancer already? The child well, is just born. And you know, I mean this is a whole nother topic, and everybody has their own opinions. So I totally respect that. Mm -hmm. But you know, they used to say you're talking about mercury, right? Right. So they used to say that during a pregnancy, uh, the mother doesn't eat raw fish, right? No shellfish, no raw fish because of uh, the mercury content. Yeah, no kidding. And then, right. And then, but they now will almost coerce or scare uh, parents into getting uh, mothers getting into a flu shot. Some of them have gotten, the, you know, the COVID, um, you know, when that was happening. And so, and then the minute a baby comes out, like within 24 hours. Get ready with that needle, with that heart wound. Right. Which is for like, this is the thing that's so like, to me, I mean, you know, again, you do what you want in your body, your baby, but like, are you an intravenous drug user? Are you a prostitute? Like, are right. you engaged right. in that kind of activity that this little, little itty bitty baby that whose immune system Perfect. and Who's brain perfect? is still right. developing, right. like you need to do that or the, or the eye drops, right? Right. Talk right. about you know, mercury. Talk about mercury. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. It's, it's amazing. So, you know, unless the mother is self-educated, well-educated and excuse me, expression, the mother has to have balls. 
Yeah. She has to be strong enough to say no to the doctors and no yeah. to the nurses because they they assume that the mother's going to do everything that they recommend. Oh, um, yeah. So you have to be strong. You have to say, no, uh, I'm not going to be uh, immunizing my child with 26 immunizations. Uh, not the day they were born, for sure. Right. But within, <laughs> I but, you know, within, a little yeah. bit later, but not today. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Not today. You know, and, and to go back to what you were saying about fish, is it? Because if you have mercury in your mouth already with the silver fillings, the mercury, quote unquote, silver fillings, and then you're eating a high diet of fish, you're compounding mercury load, the body mercury. Right. And, and I, I got to tell you, the first time we went to the UN in 2002, the head of the EPA scientific department stood up and said, well, all fish globally, anything that comes out of the water has some level of mercury in it. Tuna is the most consumed fish in the United States. And, and it has the highest content of mercury. So then they started coming out with cans of tuna that's saying, no, no mercury. I mean, they're low like, mercury. Yeah, low mercury tuna. <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, and, um, you know, as far as salmon, wild caught salmon, and this is just for your, your, your audience. Yes. It's BS, man. It is BS at such a high level. And, and, and do not eat farm fish either because it's crap. I, I have personally been to a fish farm. If people saw... Yeah how these things are raised. It, never eat them, never, no, right. No, no, no. So, oh my gosh. I, I <laughs> No, this is such a, this is so, I'm so happy that we are talking about this because, you know, some people are like, well, we want to hear a medical professional talk about it. It's, you know, like, it's not enough that we are, you know, inquiring, like inquiring minds want to know. Right. We, right. You know, we want to know this. So, so we have this, we have some dentists that in their marketing, they say, I'm holistic and biological, but like you just said, the composites have aluminum. So what does a consumer do when they go to a dentist and they are told certain things or don't worry about, you know, this is the thing, right? I think that they're taught this in med school. You, you could maybe answer this to me, um, Blanche, Dr. Blanche, because I think they call parents like mom and dad. Oh, mom, don't worry about it. Right. You know, you're just reading the wrong things. Right. <laughs> like you're just, right. You know, mom, just relax, you know, and right. it's like this whole kind of dismissal. And, right. and downplaying of right. somebody asking an intelligent question because they really don't know. Right. And nor do they ever actually give the patient the name of the composite, the name of the filling material, the name of the Novocaine, the give the patient the name. Because when they have the name, then they're empowered to go ahead and Google it. Mm. You know, how many times I've asked somebody, I say, oh, I just got a white filling put in. I said, oh, really? Well, what's the name of it? I don't know. I said, how could you, you, would you go to a restaurant and tell the, tell the waitress, oh, just bring over what the chef feels like cooking. Would you do that? <laughs> and would you just go ahead and eat it because the chef said it was good for you? Right. Of course not. Of course not. Absolutely not. So and you need to ask, what materials are you going to use? And of course, right. you know, we have something called biocompatibility testing. Now, biocompatibility testing can be do, done a number of ways. The, the most accurate is the blood test. Um, a, there's a laboratory called Biocomp Labs in Colorado Springs. Patient has blood drawn from their arms. The serum is sent to Colorado. They test your serum against over, well, we're up to about 11,000 dental components now. Find out what you're sensitive to and what you're not sensitive to. Mm -hmm. What are you least sensitive to? So that's the most accurate thing to do. So you know if you're going to have something put in your mouth, gosh darn, pick something that you're least sensitive to. Yeah. It's all you know, important, but, but at least get tested. And there's some naturopaths who do something called EAV testing. That stands for electroacupuncture by vol. And that's where they test the energy field of the body. And then they put that composite. You can actually ask the dentist for a sample of the composite. Mm. Put the composite in your hand and do the EAV testing again and see if you, you react negatively to it. And then there's muscle testing. There's some, my husband's a chiropractor and he's very good at muscle testing. He can have the patient hold the composite, put it up against their chest and he does his muscle testing thing and he can tell if their body likes it or their body doesn't like it. So there are mm. many different ways to test and find out whether or not 
you're good with something or not, because anything you put into your mouth is not going to be you. You know, if, if Wendy needs a filling, it's not going to be a part of Wendy's body. So her body, your immune system is going to recognize it as not Wendy. That's what your immune system is obliga obligated to do constantly. Your mm -hmm. white blood cells swim around 24-7. They keep looking for anything that's not Wendy. And the moment they see a composite filling, a, a sealant, a resin filling, God forbid, metal in the mouth, they recognize it as not you. And what about, what about, um, so there's a lot of talk of implants, but not implants that are metal. Implants right. that talk are, about zirconia implants. And ceramic. Right. That's the same thing. Okay. So zirconium, zirconium is a metal. It's one of the elements on our table that we had in chemistry class. Right. They take a bar of zirconium, they put it in the oven, they put it under high pressure, 2,500 degrees, and suddenly this bar of metal pops. And at that point, it is now a crystal. Okay. It's amazing. It's the closest thing to alchemy we have on this planet. It was once a metal, now it's, it's a crystal. And it behaves like a crystal, which means it doesn't transport electrons like metal does. Right. It, does, it doesn't do any of those things. So crystals are much happier to be in the body, and the body's much happier with a crystal than it is metal. That's for yeah. sure. It doesn't interfere with the with the meridian and the electrical system of the body as much. Does interfere a little bit because even the zirconia. Now, once it's popped, it's a crystal. It's zirconia. Zirconia cell still has a little bit of aluminum in it. To be honest, it really isn't a single dental product that's truly metal free. We mm. try our best to be metal free, but everything has a teeny, teeny, teeny little bit of metal in it always. Okay. So zirconia is still not pure. It still has a little bit of aluminum in it. And of course, if you use it as an implant, then you're drilling it into the bone marrow of the jaw. Mm -hmm. The bone marrow of the jaw is inside the body. Right. And so your body, your white blood cells are going to go swimming by. They're going to see the Titanic. It's not a dark metal Titanic like the titanium implants, but it's a beautiful crystal Titanic. Oh, wow. Look at this. It's huge. It's pretty. It's so nice. But it's not Wendy. What should we do about this? <laughs> well, some of the white blood cells get together and say, you know what? This is not Wendy. We're still going to have to keep an eye on it. And... Um, keep replacing us as we die looking mm -hmm. at this thing and trying to figure out, can we get it out? I don't think so because the big problem is not so much the crystal implant as it is the grafting material that's placed around the crystal implant. If you stick a crystal implant in somebody's jawbone, it's going to be loose in no time. It may never even adhere to the bone. Mm -hmm. So what do they do? They stick graft material in there first, then they put the implant. And it's the grafting material that the body's busy fighting 27 mm. before it ever even gets to the implant. Hmm. And so again, if you put an implant in your jawbone, you're stressing out your immune system. You're gonna, your white blood cells are going to spend a lot of time and energy trying to figure out what to do with this crystal implant and how to get rid of it. And so then what happens? Something important comes down the pike. Suppose you happen to walk into an elevator person walks in behind you and they sneeze. Achoo! Oh, great. Now you've just breathed in some of their little moisture particles from their lungs. Because no matter how well they cover themselves, you're going to get right. some. And some of it goes into your lungs. Mm. And all of a sudden, there's a red alert alarm bell that goes off. Hepatitis B, hepatitis B, right lung, right lung, on the double. And the white blood cells get in line. They immediately phone the president of Spleen University. They say, sir, we have an emergency in the right lung. Hepatitis B has just entered into the right lung. Sir, we need 1 million white blood cells on the double. And the president of Spleen University says, are, are you joking? Listen, listen, you remember that implant we put in 10 years ago? 
do you know that we've been losing 100,000 white blood cells every single day since that implant was put in? And so, you know, I'd love to help you guys. I would love to send you a million white blood cells, but I'm sorry, I, I don't have them. You see what happens? Or worse yet, cancer cell pops up in the left breast. White immune system gets alerted, immediately calls President of Spring University. Cancer cell, cancer cell, left breast. We need some natural killer cells. Do you have any natural? President of Spring University says, we haven't had a natural killer cell graduate from Spring University in five years. Do you know it takes a PhD to become a natural killer cell? It's a lot of education. We haven't had any graduate. Nobody's going in for the advanced programs. I'm sorry. I can't send you any more natural killer cells. I got an idea. So, so what do people do when there's literally teeth missing and bone gum absorption? Well, I remember you asked that question at the beginning of the show. Yes. You thought that if you're missing teeth, your gums are going to resorb and your bone is going to disappear. There is some truth to that. Okay. If you put pressure on bone, that bone will start to sink and, and drift away. Right. Takes years. Takes years. But it, it's not right. something that's going to happen the day after tomorrow. Oh my gosh, no, it takes years. So I had a partial denture put in 20, oh my gosh, 30 years ago now. I had a partial denture put in 30 years ago. Do I have a little bit of resorption where the teeth are next to the teeth that are missing? Yes. End of story. End of story. I take my partial out every time I eat. I take it out. I brush my partial. I brush my teeth. I take lots of supplements to make sure that I have good, healthy bone as best as I possibly can. Now, if you don't take care of yourself, yeah, you're going to lose bone faster. Mm -hmm. But if you take Absolutely. care of yourself, yeah, I mean, I could take my partial denture out and freak everybody out who's watching this show. But I've had no problems with my partial denture is 30 years old. Right. I've had right. no problems with it whatsoever. So guess what I did? I bought 30 years of my life by having my root canal teeth taken out and a partial denture put in. Had I put in implants, I would not have probably gotten the full 30 years. Hmm. Something else would have come down the pike. Interesting. You know, I did everything I could do to not stress my immune system. To me, that's the name of the game. And that's what I'm right. so convicted about. You know, you want to keep your immune system as healthy as you possibly can. Yeah. Go to bed at night. Get your sleep. From 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., you shouldn't be doing anything except sleeping. Mm. You should be eating good, wholesome, organic food. Anything in the middle of the grocery store, go right past it. You don't need it. You buy your vegetables, you buy your meat, you buy your dairy. And organic, if you can afford it. If you can't afford it, you buy non-organic, but you, you still don't buy processed food. If it so, has more than three or four ingredients, don't even bother with it. Don't bother with it. But you've heard the saying, you are what you eat. That's not true. You are not. It's No, they say you are what you eat. No, you are what you ate. <laughs> okay, everything that you ate in the past is what's made your body in the condition that it is today. Yes. Yes. So what you want to be in the future will be determined by what you eat today, tomorrow, and the day after. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, I will say I do like some of my processed foods. Popcorn is one of my very favorite foods. Yes. Um, I agree with you. I love popcorn. But so what you're speaking about is really a lifestyle. Exactly. And for, for a lot of the, uh, a lot of people especially given what's going on in the world today with money and finances and squeezing the middle class, um, even finding a dentist. Like if you think about the doctors and the dentists that are on some of the insurance plans or even some of the clinics right. that people can go to to get some of the care, right. I mean, how, you know, how do people who don't have access, like when you were talking about you know, you get this bioidentical test. I was going to ask you if you know Dr. Chester Yokoyama. Of course. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. I love him. Love him. Love him. 
first dentist, biological holistic dentist on the California Dental Board. The first he's, one. He's such a beautiful soul. He yes, is. really he is. beautiful he is. soul. So, and as wonderful as he is, he's also expensive, right? So there's, right. there's, so there's this, you know, there's people like if you have more than one child, if you have two to three kids, right. and so what is what but can he, families do? What what families can do is not buy soda. Ah, right, it's really simple. Don't yeah. have any white flour in the house, no white sugar in the house, no soda in the house. And if you do that, your kids, and give your kids minerals, give them lots of vegetables. You know, there used to be a, a, a Christian speaker by the name of Dobson. He said something once that really hit me. He said, no child ever starved to death in the face of good food. In other words, you put a you put an apple in front of a child and you cut it up in little pieces and you leave it there and they say, No, I don't want that. I, I want ring dings. Oh, really? I'm sorry, we're not having ring dings today. There's an apple there on the table, and when you get hungry enough, you will eat that apple. Right. No child will turn away an apple if they're hungry enough. True. It's amazing. They will eat carrots and broccoli and celery and apples oh kids love strawberries mm -hmm. and grapes it's amazing give them good food who says that a kid has to get his teeth cleaned every six months mommy's mm -hmm. supposed to clean their teeth every night not every six months they're not supposed to have fluoride treatments why would you give them a fluoride treatment? That's crazy. Tell them why they're not supposed to have fluoride please they're not supposed please. to have fluoride because it's a carcinogenic it causes cancer. It causes arthritis. I mean, it's just, it's rat poison. Excellent rat poison. Now, you know, God forbid I had rats in my house. I would definitely want to get an exterminator who has some stannous fluoride. There was a paper that was just published, a government paper. It's over 1,500 pages. Wow. On how fluoride lowers IQ. Now, you would think the dish, yeah. every media outlet, this was just published maybe, I don't know, within the last month, I would say. And if you have a way that, that you can present this information and we can provide you with resources. Yes. What is a paper? Because in, in 2023, like, like Mercury in the dental sector, this stuff should be banned a long time ago. But at least, you know, what, what Dr. Blanche and I have been working very hard on is, is piggybacking on the COVID scam. Mm -hmm. And trying to educate people faster on why dentistry is like the key element in your whole body health. And, and it really right. is the truth. It right. makes so much sense. I mean, I, I had a health, I, ha I got a diagnosis in 2008 and I had been, I had stuff, you know, before, but nothing like life threatening and life altering. And then 2008, and uh, actually might have even had, you know, occurred before. Mm -hmm. And I remember I had three root canal teeth extracted and because supposedly it was connected to the meridians and it didn't change what the condition was the way that I was promised. Mm -hmm. But it was when I, you know, I had heard about how teeth are connected to the different meridians. Mm -hmm. And it was something like, for me, it was like, I, this is like my life. Like I, like my body, my baby, it was like, this yeah. is my, my body. And it was, you know, I, I remember learning about fluoride as being rat poison and propylene glycol as also being another carcinogenic and propylene glycol is in almost every shampoo that goes right into your scalp. Right. And it's just, and, and the thing that's remarkable to me and shocking is that so many people don't stop to do the research. They just right. are like, oh, I'm just gonna, right. I'm gonna get this. Oh, I'm just gonna do this. Somebody or, else should take care of it for them. That's yeah. unfortunately, that's the attitude. So, you know, if somebody's going to give their kid Gatorade, I'm sorry. And they come into my office with a cavity. I, I don't feel bad about charging them $200 for filling. I really yeah. don't. Who told you to give the kid great Gatorade to begin with? Right. Well, it's, it's such a layered, I mean, that is such a layered uh, ex example, right. As a parent, because, you know, the thing is, 
I'll use my only out out of my my experience, right? So I had wheatgrass and greens juice my entire pregnancy. I birthed my daughter at home, you know, nursed, nursed her for three years. I didn't, the first year of her life gave her no sugar. I gave her uh, vegetables first and then fruit. So her taste buds would get used to it. And then she went to birthday parties. Right. Oh. There we go. And, it, we and go. I... And I remember the first birthday party she ever went to, and I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> the mother had self, self, you know, what's the word? Self-disclosed. She had food issues, eating issues. She had more sugar in that room, in that right. birthday room, than my daughter had ever seen in her life. Was she and bouncing off the walls when she came home? <laughs> she was. And I yes. was just like, and I was that mom who would go to the, you know, the special bakery and get the, you know, all natural, all this. And my mm -hmm. mom was, and my daughter was like, mom, please, can I just have a regular piece of cake? And it was just, you know, some people are able to self-regulate, right. right? They're able to go, I don't really like that, you know, and so, but for kids, the minute that white sugar gets into their system, just like the minute they get a cell phone right. in their hands, it right. is just like, it, it's tough. That's right. You just, just try to hold on, hold on to the fort as long as you can. Yes. You know, you yes. hold on to the fort as long as you can. And so long as you're the mom, you're in charge of brushing their teeth. A child is not really capable of brushing their own teeth until they can braid their own hair. Oh my they God, that's always an experience. Yeah. Brushing yeah, no, the parent has to brush the teeth. And, and it's a lot of work. And a lot of people are just not willing to accept that responsibility. You know, adults are not willing to accept that responsibility. You know, how many adults do I tell them? I said, you know, you do have teeth in the back, you know, you have to brush those <laughs> too. Not just the ones in the front. You know, they, they look at me like I've got three heads. You have teeth in the back. I love that. Yeah, yes. Blanche really practices a very, very high level type of biological dentistry, which is, you know, unfortunate because most people can't achieve it. Uh, they don't want to do and, and do minimally invasive dentistry. Right. You know, a Blanche could do a little teeny tiny filling instead of saying, you need a crown. We hear stories, you know, even from our contemporaries. Right, it's so tragic because mm -hmm. they they say, "Okay, well, I got to get my quota still," but right. I want to make sure that the, that your viewers know that all biological dentists, holistic oh, dentists, not the same, mercury-free dentists, the whole gang. There, there is a level, you know. There is definitely a level, and and seriously, you know, it, it's just tragic. And Blanche is an incredible educator and i just now that this covid nonsense is kind of moving out hopefully she'll be training more dentists again because um well i'm very sad by the whole situation i'm very sad because there's so many quote holistic biological dentists who are doing implants like crazy and i say to them wait a minute what happened to look at a material and see how it's affecting the body how is this implant affecting the person's body and how is it going to affect them three, four, five years down the road? That's the thing. And nobody's looking at that. Nobody's answering those questions. Because, you know, Wendy, the, the, the COVID just came up, let's say actively, maybe 10, 12, 10 years ago. Yeah, maybe 10 years ago. And now the papers are starting to come out. Where right. now the papers like are coming out saying what's wrong with zirconia. Yep. So that's the situation. If you're missing teeth, it's a partial denture. And you keep making partial dentures until you get one that's comfortable for you. Mm -hmm. You can take out and brush and keep clean and keep your mouth clean and keep your bone healthy and clean. You can shouldn't you, have a problem with it. Do you recommend bone grafts with that and the PRP to PRP build back? And bone grafts are two different things. PRP uh, is your own blood. Right. We draw blood from the person's arm, it's put in a centrifuge machine that spins it around, the red blood cells go to the bottom of the test tube. The top has the plasma. That's protein-rich plasma, PRP, okay? Right. And then it has the fibrinogen, PRF, plasma-rich fibrinogen. That comes from your own body. 
So if you want to put that into a socket, you can. You're not putting a foreign substance into the body. Mm -hmm. Totally different. If you put a graph material in, well, there's all kinds of graph materials. The worst ones are the cadaver ones. It mm. comes from a dead body, from a dead human body. Right. Okay? I would never have a part of a dead body, another person's dead body, put into my body. No way, no how. And we have tested them. You know, Dr. Huggins once asked me to send him a sample of the best, the absolute best cadaver bone I could find. And I did. I found the best cadaver bone. A teeny little piece cost me $500. I ordered it. I bought it. I sent it to him. They put it in a Petri dish and kind of forgot about it. They stuck it in the refrigerator at deep seven, which is minus 70 degrees. Two weeks later, Hal said, hey, whatever happened to that bone graft that Blanche sent? And one of the lab techs said, oh, you mean whiskers? He said, whiskers? Why did you call it whiskers? He says, oh, we decided to name it when it started growing whiskers. Oh, my God. And it's, this is supposedly a piece of bone that had been sterilized, had been, you know, radiated, had been, had all kinds of things done to it to make it sterile. It wasn't sterile. Not at all. Oh, my God. Not at all. So that's so the worst of it. At best, you can have artificial bone called hydroxyapatite crystals. Again, the body says, what am I going to do with this? It's not windy. Let's see if we can just keep chomping away at it. Maybe we'll get rid of it. And it takes a long time to, to chomp away before it can even get to the implant. Wow. There's, no, I don't want to do this to my body. No, thank you. You know, it's bad, you enough, it's bad enough we can't control the air outside our door. And yes, I know there are environmentalists who are trying to control the air, but we can't control that. I can't, like, for instance, I live in the Northeast, so we had smoke coming down from Canada. There were some, some right. large fires, forest fires. So I, I can't control that. I still have to get from my car to the house. I have to get from the car to the office. And yeah, I wore a gas mask, but you know, there's some things I just can't control. I can control what I put in my body. Right. That I can control no matter what. And I will go to my grave saying that. Okay. Nobody, nobody's going to vaccinate me. Nobody's going to stick something in my body that's not me. No, not at all. Okay. Thank you for that. Wow. That's, I mean, that's so profound. And it is true. There's a lot of holistic dentists that are doing implants. Um, implants. All kinds of stuff. Right. All kinds Tons. of stuff. What they're saying is, oh, root canals are bad. They've always been bad, but we're going to take out your root canal and give you an implant. And that, that is just insanity. It's, it's jumping from the fire or the frying pan to the fire. And it's, it's all provable now with the research that's out there. And um, like Blanche was saying, it's all about the dental materials. They're not looking at the toxicity of any of this stuff. No, nobody is. Nobody is. Blanche does because Blanche is blank. And I've but been begging, 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 begging. Could you guys show me some blood tests of these patients that you have put implants in? Show me some blood tests a couple of months later, six months later, a year later. Nobody does it. Mm -hmm. You are such a visionary. Yeah, show me. Show me that it's okay for the person. Nobody does it. I took I took one implant course where they they actually advised us to tell the patient not to floss the implant. Because if they floss the implant, the connection between the gums and the implant could separate might get a little bleeding, but of course the bacteria from the mouth would travel down the implant and into the bone marrow. And I was thinking, whoa, wait a minute. We're talking about one cell thickness. That's what's separating the filthiest part of your body, your mouth, from your bone marrow inside your body. One cell thickness. And if I floss it too hard, I may break it. And if I stick a toothpick in there, I might break it. You're you guys are nuts. <laughs> wow. You're nuts. You're just plain nuts. Tell her about the most implants you took out of um, from your patient from Malaysia. Oh, I had a, a cute little oh, he was so adorable. Uh Don was he? He was an engineer from Malaysia came to see me. He had had 10 implants placed in his jaw. Mm. And he started getting sick. And so his daughter, who was a chiropractor, sent me an email 
-hmm. she was asking me a lot of questions about how I take out implants. And I couldn't help but get a little suspicious. I thought, hmm, I wonder if this lady works for the American Dental Association. or Why is she asking me all these questions? Um, and then finally, she tells me, I'm asking these questions for my father. Um, who's been poisoned with 10 implants. He's gone to every dentist in Malaysia and none of them will take the implants out. This poor man came into my office with legs. His feet were this wide. They were like, they were like the trunks of trees and they had scales on them. So he literally, he, we called him tree man. When he walked, he, he could barely fit his feet in flip-flops. When he walked, it was like two tree trunks walking. Oh my God. And so normally I could take out 10 implants. I probably could do that in two days. It took us three and a half weeks to get his implants out. And as we did that, his legs would shrink and shrink and shrink. And by the time he was done, his legs were perfectly pink, healthy, and he was, he was just fantastic. And he, and he wrote a book all about implants afterwards. It's just, just a wonderful thing to experience. But he's, he's the, the most number of implants I've had to remove from one person. Wow. So there's never, ever been a, a, a time when implants would work for people. Is no, that what you're saying? I mean, no. Why? Why? The only time an implant would work, when you see, you use the term would work. It depends on what not really, work. not result in uh, impaired health. Okay. No such thing. Wow. No, but. If you told me I needed a hip implant right. or, or spend the rest of my life in a wheelchair, hmm, that's a huge difference in lifestyle. There's no comparison to not having a couple of teeth compared to being having to sit in a wheelchair. Right. I just might have the implant. Okay. That's a little different though because the implant in a hip is in an encapsulated area. Right. It's in, they suture it up. It's about a being by the boom, as they say in New York, it's done and it's sealed up. And you, yes, we've got plenty of research that shows years and years later, particles of that implant starts to spread out through the rest of the body and cause damage. Mm. Okay. But that's still not as bad as having an implant placed in your mouth where one third of it is in the mouth and two thirds of it is in the bone marrow. Totally different story. No wow. such thing as a good implant. God, that's no such I, thing as a good root canal tooth. No such thing as a good sealant. No such thing as a good fluoride treatment. No such thing as a good silver filling. I can go on and on. <laughs> One of the most so... dangerous places to be is a dental office. Wow. It is one of the most dangerous places to be. I this is so it, it this is so helpful for everybody who's watching this. I really hope that you're taking notes. And of course, you know, as always, do your own research, but really start, start with Anita, start with Dr. Blanche, really, you know, the, this is where you want to start because so many people, I, I just literally had a friend call me from the dental chair yeah. a couple of weeks ago and say, oh, I've been in so much pain. I'm sitting in the, in the, in the dentist chair waiting for, to have a root canal. And I was just like, Oh, no, you know, Wendy, uh, no. Dr. Blanche and I, we, we created a, a beautiful PDF that if you want to, that we can yes. send on all of our published papers. And that way, you know, you could let everybody have a copy and look at it. Yeah, right. Yes. I, I would love that. Find the book. Yeah. Book. Chew on this, yeah. but don't swallow. And then after you get to the end of the book and you understand all that we've written and you've read the research, then you can go ahead and swallow if you want to. So right. question, because I really want to keep on talking. I want to I have like a, a follow-up. Okay. I do. So I'm just putting out the invitation now. So after they've read that book and looked at the PDF, so you're a mom in Southern mm -hmm. California or maybe you're, you know, maybe you're in the middle of the country and you want to find a dentist that can help, that you could take your kids to. How do you do that? Well, there's no pure list of dentists. There's, okay. But the best one that you can come up with, that I can come up with, is the letters I, A, B, as in Blanche, D, 
M as in Michael, IABDM.org is the organization that I belong to. And we have dentists all over the United States. Okay. It doesn't mean they're as holistic as I am. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that they're, they're, you know, that pure, okay. but they're for sure, at least, you know, don't do mercury fillings, don't do root canals. Okay. There's another organization called IAOMT, but they do root canals and they do implants and they do all kinds of other stuff. So you have I to, think, work, okay. you have to ask a lot of questions. Okay. Okay. And so my, my, my take home message to everybody listening to this <laughs> is that you absolutely must take responsibility for the health of your own mouth. And if you're not willing to do that, my friend, I'm sorry, don't come whining and crying when you have all kinds of dental products, problems that lead to health problems. And yeah, you got to pay for that because you can take responsibility and you can keep your mouth from ever getting another cavity. That's another whole lecture. Right. And what to do? What to do if you have gum disease? You know, and I'm not talking about going to a periodontist and having them slice up your gums. No, take care of it yourself at home. Right? What to do? How to keep your mouth clean? How to brush? I'm amazed that people don't know how to brush their teeth. <laughs> and I think there was always this disconnect too, because you know the the doctors they they give you pills and send you away. But really, so many of the diseases today, as we know, I mean, we have almost a thousand references in this book. There's almost as many pages of the, of the actual book as there are references. But, right. but that was done to really show the people that this is, none of this stuff is new. It's buried mm -hmm. in the research, um, right. trying to find out information. They don't have, a Google Scholar is now my go-to because PubMed, which is the government site, um, they're not putting up the published references, you know, and well, that's, that's our government. And the, the amount of, um, if you put in certain keywords for about dentistry, <laughs> mercury, you're not going to get the same volume of papers as you would from Google Scholar. Go figure. But right. the, that's crazy. Are, it, it is crazy. It's, it's very, very difficult. But we have found many, many, many diseases, including many cancers that are directly linked to the mouth. And that's... Thank you for that. I'm actually thinking of a very dear friend of mine <clears throat> regarding the cancer. Mm -hmm. I, while you, when we first started talking, I was thinking, I've got to ask her what's going on with uh, dental work. But um, thank you both for You're taking welcome, time. Wendy. Thank you. Me. Thank you for letting us, you know, have a platform to talk to people. Thank you. It's oh, you are welcome. Much. You are welcome to absolutely come back because I, you okay, know, my. I will. <laughs> That would be great. You know, my commitment is to really providing education because I believe that when people are educated, they're empowered. Right. Amen. That's right. So thank you. Thank you, Dr. Blanche. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Anita Vasquez-Thibault. This has been so wonderful to be with you. And for everybody who is watching and listening, I just invite you to go back and watch or listen and take right. notes. There will be ways for you to contact both Dr. Blanche and Anita mm -hmm. so yeah. you can get information, a way for you to purchase that book. Right. I will make sure that you get the PDF. And uh, and so we are, you know, we're here for you. We're here for you to really have optimal health right. and to really know that you are, you are the stopgap. You are the one that gets to take care of yourself and your children. Nobody else. Right. Nobody else. So as we bring this to a close, I just want to check in with both Anita and Dr. Blanche. How can people connect with you? Oh, I'm probably the easiest person on the planet to find. Really, just Google Blanche Gruby, Dr. Blanche Gruby. Okay. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't get any easier than that. No kidding. Okay. Yeah, I'm very easy to find. I've got all kinds of web pages, all kinds of. I've got YouTube. I probably have about 50 videos on YouTube. Um, yeah. I just want to say, when I was looking at your bio before the, you know, that I received, I was like, oh my God, you have like, you are just one of the most peer reviewed doctors. I mean, you and, and maybe Dr. Peter McCullough, like I was just like, it was like, zzz, 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 you yeah. Know? Wow. Yeah. We're busy. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Thank we're saying, what we have to say is not what everybody else is saying. That's true. 
not what everybody else is saying. No kidding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And but thank you doing it anyway. You're and Anita, very how can people reach you? Anita Tabau at hotmail.com. Nice and easy. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'll make sure that's in the liner notes. And right. as both of us are on LinkedIn and Facebook and what Instagram. Uh, we're out there. We're out there, but um Email's probably, for me, email is the best. Okay. And for both, you can find her on the websites. Right. What we'd like to provide to you, you know, so that you could pass it on to your viewership, you know, anything that we can to help to promote excellent oral health and um, save lives. Right. Beautiful. Thank you. Well, as I tell you, each time that we are together, my precious viewers, that you are powerful beyond measure, love mm -hmm. beyond description, and a force for good in the world. So take in this information, do with it as you will, like, share, and subscribe this show to your friends and keep coming back. I will right. see you very soon. Peace and blessings. Thank you. Bye-bye.